But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Erotica. My name is Cody Ryan. I'm followed here by my co-host as always, Booby. How you doing, Booby? I'm doing well, Cody. It was a it was a pretty relaxing week off that we had for us with the yeah. Thanksgiving holiday, but I'm excited to get back into it now. Yeah, I'm uh, happy to be here with my partner as always, uh, Bobby Stewart, and uh, we're gonna um, be honest. We we did miss a week, but as you guys know, Thanksgiving was recently. Um, you can probably tell from the update. Upload date of this that you know we're getting into that holiday season now. So we were kind of just thinking, you know, the holidays are kicking in and we're really stressed out. And you know, it's a stressful thing for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But we kind of realized that you know, just for us in particular, Thanksgiving has already passed and it's Christmas strongly approaches, and then New Year's, and you know, then finally the year resets and you kind of have to you know get yourself back into everything. Our age in particular is one that, you know, is very stressed out. So we're sitting here, you know, early December, and I'm probably at a level 8 out of 10 stressed right now. And nothing's going particularly wrong in my life. Oh, Bobby's Bobby's dying on the couch here, scaring cats. But nothing's going particularly wrong in my life or anything. But I know, you know, the stress of the holidays and, like, you know, push to get certain things done just at the end of the year at work and stuff like that, like... Right now, I'm as stressed as, you know, I usually can be without being, like, almost, like, freaking the fuck out emergency. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things about not having uh, money, as I never do, is that when you have to buy Christmas and uh, Hanukkah presents for people, it you have to, like, start really tightening the belt on everything else. You know what I mean? And, like... Good on Black Friday, which was uh, last Friday, as we record this, I'd like had some stuff that I wanted to buy and I just like couldn't afford to do it because I wasn't getting paid till the next week. And then I had a uh, my one of my good friends' weddings, and that ended up costing a lot more than I thought it was, just between all the little things and uh, the bar afterwards and uh, stuff like that. And then things completely out of your control. <laughs> yes. Clearly. But, and then I have another wedding this weekend and then another wedding two weeks from then. And yeah. it's just like, wow, it's so fucking much. And I need to like, you're also hosting a, a party, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I'm not doing that. That sounds awful. Uh, it, <laughs> It, it costs more money uh, to throw than you might think. <laughs> yeah. So. People love to not help you at all. I know that from throwing a party. Any party. Yes. Just even but, s- tell people you're um, hosting a watch party for a game and tell them nothing else and just watch them show up to your house empty-handed and expecting things from you. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> there's just so much. I just have so much like on top of the holidays that I'm just like really fucking stressed out. Yeah. I'm like really sh- <laughs> Like I had to tell Bobby like don't come until 8 because I need to wind down. And it doesn't have anything to do with the holidays for me right now. It's just like stressful time at work. And it's like not nothing's particularly going wrong at work. It just naturally is a stressful time at work. 
But even like Thanksgiving, like I had a really good Thanksgiving break, which for me used to be an extremely stressful holiday because um, a lot of my family, like I just don't enjoy being around them. I do have a lot of people in my family that would consider themselves currently Trump supporters. I have people in my family who have converted themselves from Trump supporters to back to Republicans who just hate me. Um, but the thing was, I uh, this year I did actually go to my family's Thanksgiving, and this is the first year since I've gotten my medical marijuana card, so I showed up high as hell um, and continued to get higher with all of my cousins there. Everybody was packing. Well, that's um, good. <laughs> but I was the only dumbass still opening my mouth. And I've been riding kind of a positive wave lately, so I'm going to get into my little bit of story mode. So sorry you're going to hear a little bit more of me than Bobby right now, and then I'll turn it over to him to hear more about his Thanksgiving experience, which I'm sure is, you know, not as crazy as mine. I went to my family's house, and the big drama of the day was apparently my uncle kept asking everybody to get out of the kitchen, and nobody did. So we were late on turkey, and nobody could understand why. We felt like we had a really big bird, even for the people we had coming. And, like, not as many people in our family who usually show up to these events came as usual. So we only had about 20 to 25 people, and we had a really, like, I think we had a 26-pound turkey. So, like, do the math. I mean, not everybody's going to eat over a pound of turkey anyway. Like, half the... That's generally what it's... Yeah, like, half the people didn't even try the turkey. So, something was fishy. Well, we found out later, the rumor going around was my uncle, who married into the family, um, he sometimes just gets really frustrated with us, and, uh, because we're very loud, and we don't, like, take direction well, and he was the one saying, get out of the kitchen. Uh, the story is that he he was witnessed uh, dumping half of the turkey and the ham directly into the trash. Jesus Christ, that yeah. is a psychotic move. I know. It was like, it, and we were all just like my. Even my dad was just like, I literally don't even care about eating more. Like, literally, one of the things with our family is that like we're a huge family. We don't waste shit. And this man on the day we're supposed to be thankful, and like a lot of people are starving, took half of two different like main courses and dumped them directly into the garbage. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I've heard... Have you been able to confirm that rumor I haven't fully been able to confirm it, but there was enough smoke that I believe the fire, and I've heard stories of him in the past that, like, I know him. He's, like, one of those people who just, like, it turns up to 11 in him, but he stays quiet, and he wasn't talking to anybody, and he was just watching football. So everybody was, like, he's the guy who always loves cracking jokes, so when he's quiet and he's, like, actively ignoring everybody... Some shit just went down. So there was enough puzzle pieces to put together that this actually happened. And there was a witness that I just didn't directly talk to. But my dad did. That's the crazy. That's one of the craziest like Thanksgiving stories I've ever heard. I know. And that's not even the only thing that happened at Thanksgiving. So one thing is um, I talked to uh, one of my cousins. And it was one of my cousins who I knew like been kind of a pothead a little bit before my time and we shared some pots together like i tried some of his stuff he tried some of mine we're just hanging around his car and we're talking and um he goes yeah like i heard you're socialist now so that'll be the second part of the story um i'm like yeah man like i'm fully bought into it but i mean i've always been kind of it to a degree and you know i've talked about on the podcast being on medicaid and food stamps and even when i was trying to fight those things you know i was taking you know, advantage of socialistic, um, you know, entities that I considered to be good. And then I told him, yeah, you know, I switched. He goes, 
He goes, yeah, I should probably thank you for a reason why I'm on socialist. And I was like, oh, what? hell yeah, let's fucking go. But I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was just like, that doesn't even make any sense. And he's like, yeah, like when I was a kid, you know, he goes, you know me and my parents. Like, I never had to struggle for anything. You came over to my house. I had a big house. I had every game system and shit. And, you know, we didn't really get along. And then one day you came up to me and you just said, I think you don't like me because I'm poor. And then he said, I thought about it, and you were right. Oh, damn. That's he, a heavy thing to admit. Yeah, I don't remember doing this, though. I probably did do it. It seems like a like a real guilt move that it, it I totally would It totally seems like something you would do. Yeah, like I would really guilt trip somebody when I'm like eight. Like, that definitely <laughs> seems like something I would do. I'm not grown as a person at all. Um, but... Sounds like you were right. So. But he was like, he. it really made him question everything he knew about his life that, like, he just didn't like me because I was, like, I would come over and I'd be, like, so in wonderment of everything he had. And he'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I have that every day and I don't care. So the only reason he even knew I was a socialist is because I broke the cardinal rule of arguing with the family. And I already had a fight with my dad about even potentially showing up to family events. And um, I ended up arguing with my uncle. But it was my uncle who I knew I could argue with, that I could have a a good ar- argument with that we could both like even raise our voices and we would still hug it out, be happy. I know that because we're both Eagles fans and for years we would talk Eagles. And when I was a kid, um, you know, I would see things in games and I would try to say to him and try to impress him like, Hey, I noticed this. And like, I think the team's doing this. And then he would quote things back to me that were really insightful. And I thought, you know, like these are like the, the best insights from the insiders, the NFL that he listens to and stuff. And like, he's really giving me like a bigger picture into the game. I didn't consider, but I always like kind of disagreed with him. And then I, over the years realized all of his sources were just directly, um, quote tweets from people who hosted shows on WIP and the fanatic. Oh God. (laughs) So translate this now to socialist versus Republican. Um, at one point, I mean, that is a very Republican thing to do is still listen to WIP, <laughs> yeah, yeah. WFN, <laughs> um, switch this conversation out to socialist versus Republican. He, he believes in me and what I'm able to do, but he, he's very afraid of socialism. Like he thinks he's going to have to get a gun. You know, at one point I called him a little bitch. I said, stop being a little <laughs> bitch. Like this is that kind of uncle. I'm really high. I'm like, just like right. mess around. But at one point his son enters the room and his son is getting a little older in high school and like his son has always been the kind that like plays call of duty games goes into cub scouts and then would do young marines it was like wanted to go into like you know the army but then i heard he was like thinking more about going to the army more as an engineer and i don't know i got this vibe from him that he was starting to question some things because he was sitting in the room and he's listening very intently to this conversation and me and his father are arguing and he asked, what is socialism? Because he doesn't even have a base definition at all. I'm which surprised that... I don't really have a base definition of because it's just very malleable. I'm surprised that someone whose father is actively afraid of socialism wouldn't have been, like, driving into his head that it's bad. Well, that's exactly what his father tried to do. His father said, socialism... He, like, literally, like, yelled back at his son, but, like, in a... My my uncle is very projecting. Like, he he does everything like a comedian. Like, my uncle... The reason why Mike Birbiglia is one of my favorite comedians is literally because Mike Birbiglia it has a lot of mannerisms and looks similar to my uncle, which is a weird reason to fall in love <laughs> with a comedian. But 
Mike Birbiglia happens to be the best, so I kind of lucked out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, he just does it in a comedic way. He goes, socialism is I work twice as hard. We all get paid the same. And I say, Danny, 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 shut up. Shut up. You're being a little bit shut up. You're, I'm like, I say, I basically said to him, I'm like, what are you afraid of? And he, he tries to tell me, I'm like, you know for a fact we will never become a socialistic country because we never were not a socialistic country. Like, we're not a fully capitalistic country. I started explaining the sliding scale of economics to this man. I started explaining how far the right is while the left is just fucking centrist. And he goes, I don't think they're centrist. And I'm like, that's because you're just so fucking far right. You think they're left, but they're centrist. I'm trying to tell yeah. you. I mean, that's just I'm the, that's just, just slightly <laughs> left. And you're calling me like this radical socialist. Like, I'm the one who's saying, yeah. don't kill anybody. You're not Che Guevara. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm basically like, as far as radical socialists go, my thing is like, yeah, let's get Bernie in. That's my plan. Okay. Yeah. Like, and Bernie's not going to change everything. He's yeah. not. We we're know not this. like, we're not commies. Like, yeah. we don't, we don't think communism is like necessarily bad, but we're not like, commies. Yeah. We're, we're not <laughs> like, we make jokes that we legitimately, I have friends who've said it and I don't know if they're kidding or not, but me and Bobby legitimately do not want to kill anybody at a socialistic revolution well, other than Mitch McConnell. Chris Delia. Yeah, Chris Delia, but that has nothing to do with politics. That's just like more of a personal bone to just, pick. Yeah, he's me and Bobby just... both get one. <laughs> I'm picking Mitch McConnell for the good of the country. Bobby's picking Chris Delia also for the good of the country. I kind of want to stage like a, a bloody workers' revolution just as cover so that I can kill him. Yeah, he's the worst. He he's the guy's like. You guys ever go to parties? Parties suck, man. I hate getting invited to parties. So I go to parties, man. And when I get to the party, I make sure I put my finger in every single dip, man. I make sure that everybody's having a horrible time. Then I leave that party. I go home. I call up this hot chick. She come over and she fucks me, man. And then we just, like, hang out. And it's really dope. And we watch some Netflix. Like, that's so much better than a party. He always struck me as the kind of guy that would make fun of you for liking sports. Yeah. And then... he's like, just a really annoying kind of guy. But he's also, like... Some weird black belt that doesn't I think he's exist. like I think like, he's straight edge and is like super high. Oh, he's certainly straight edge. Like he's admitted that. And, yeah, so but he just, has like this like so mixed martial arts him. degree or something. Like he nothing about him is interesting. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, but he keeps telling observational comedy as if he understands anything about the world, but it sounds like he's just the most boring fucking person in, in real life. I hate him. Well, yeah. I'm glad that we got to talk about how much he sucks. Yeah. So the end of the story, though, is me and my uncle had this back and forth. I probably have funnier barbs that I've already forgotten. But, you know, I go into this other room and I'm legitimately just watching football. Like at this point, I've already forgotten. I've had this conversation. Me and my uncle are fine. There's no like lingering beef. It's not a thing over the party. And my little cousin comes up to me and goes, hey, what's socialism? <laughs> and I say back to him. Before I tell you what socialism is, I'm going to tell you two things. One, I don't have a really good definition of what socialism is because it's a lot of things, and I think you should research it yourself. Two, your father's a very smart man, and he's taught me a lot of things over the years. But also, keep in mind, you know my father, who is your uncle. He's very prone to getting things mixed up. Now, imagine if I believed every single thing my father said. And then my cousin basically had this moment like, I think I get where you're going. Like, I think I need to, like, I think he already was questioning kind of like, you know, the forcefulness of his father's opinions and was like, why does this guy just like quote things? Because my, okay, this is one important thing. My uncle did say, he said to me, 
Single payer will fail. That's a fact. You know that. And I said, what? Does he mean <laughs> if it's implemented, it would fail or it would fail to get passed in Congress? No, he said if it's implemented, it will fail for a fact. It's been going strong and... Oh, I tried to quote other countries. I even said Canada, and he started just, like, quoting back to me, like, the um, the Fox News, like, the waiting lines thing. And I said, um, how many Canadians have you talked to? He said, I've talked to a few can- Canadians. I was like, you don't know any fucking Canadians? Like... So, I bet he doesn't know that, like, Bernie was taking people to Canada to get cheap prescription drugs. He like Well, that. he was like, he's like, I'll give it to you. The, the drugs are, are cheaper, but, you know, like, the waiting times are hard. Like... We're so fucking dumb. Does anybody in the... Do you know why it costs so much to get in the ambulance? Do you know the real reason why that ambulance costs costs so much? I'm assuming it's because of the people that get in them that can't pay them. Exactly. You are spot on. It's the people who don't have insurance that drive up the prices for the rest of us at the hospital. So if you really want to blame poor people... The hospital also will make code everything is the most expensive way they can yeah i mean some hospitals are worse than others but like and obviously insurance companies are out to fuck you in a lot of ways but at the same time it's the people without insurance that are paying for the people who you know like do have insurance they have to like pick up that charge so that it's like the same thing with like the fucking fees of the bank when they decided that you couldn't auto draft they just added fees like People are making their profit one way or another. It's just they transfer who has to take the fucking burden to somebody else. Yeah. That was why um, after Obamacare got implemented, they were there was such a push to get young people to sign up for it so that they could um, subsidize the older people. But like even that's like the thing. My uncle was even trying to do that thing where he's like, Obamacare sucked and Obama sucked. I was like, yeah, yeah okay. Sure thing. You're yeah, right. <laughs> cool. What are we talking about right now? I don't fucking care about Obamacare. I'm like, we're not even talking about Trump. We didn't, he didn't care for Trump. He doesn't like Trump. He had no like support for him at any point. We weren't talking about Trump at all. He was just basically like, I'm afraid of socialism. And then my little cousin was like, Hey, what's socialism? And then my other cousin was like, thanks for turning me on to socialism. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've had, um, my dad's interesting. My dad, I've always made fun of him for this. In 2016, he tried to uh, write in Kasich. And he couldn't <laughs> figure out how to do it. So he just didn't fit for anyone for president. But, and my dad is... If only he got that Kasich vote in, man. What would have happened? <laughs> I know. Um, but my dad is a moderate Republican, like an, a- an actual moderate Republican. But he's been on like the single-payer healthcare train for like a decade. Like... Yeah, Since I, before Obama, that's been something that my dad has been on board with. Well, that, that was the thing was everything that my uncle was saying back to me, I, I, he was taking propaganda and he was kept saying it was fact. Like literally he was just reciting propaganda to me. And yeah. he would just be like, that's fact. And I I'm mean, like, propaganda is most of what most people know probably. Yeah. Ourselves included. And I was like a little disappointed to have that uncle be like, it wasn't, I, he ended up saying he was a Republican, which I didn't know, but at the same time, I was like, okay, that's not surprising or devastating to me. Yeah, sports talk radio. Yeah, it's just like, it's surprising and devastating to me that you're quoting back some of this shit that like is very, very, very like old school. Like, especially the, like the waiting lines, like, I've been to an emergency room in fucking Delaware at Christiana, which is the best hospital you can go to in Delaware, and waited three hours with the flu, and they told me I had a fever of 102, and then when I got out of there, they tried to charge me a couple thousand dollars, so 
I don't know what you guys are talking about that you think that we have such a better system over Canada or, you know, any of the, uh, you know, yeah. Nordic countries that are... I, I like to refer also, to Nordic. Also, not to get it too really much like... in the weeds of this, the more healthcare um, gets privatized, both hospitals and insurance, the more people are going to be screwed over because they're not living in dense population centers. Exactly. And so they will have to travel hours and hours to get to a hospital because it's privatized and for profit yeah. and there's nothing out in the sticks of Kansas <laughs> that is going to like make whoever uh, owns it profit. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know we obviously did a political episode last time, so I don't want to focus on that too much, but that, you know, that was an underlying theme of our Thanksgiving was the family chaos actually came from someone who wasn't me. I had a actually good conversation that felt like I actually, you know, led some change potentially for the youth. And my uncle even said, like, hey, he's like, you guys are going to be the ones that change it. And he said, we did leave you a bad deal. And he, he, was, he made a lot of, like, concessions to be like, yeah, we did fuck you guys, though. And he was like, he's like, I'm actually all for student loans being, like, wiped out. He was for that, at least. It was, it was health care that was always the big thing for him. And yeah. I was like, it's oh, interesting whatever. what people will and will not, like, go for. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I guess it's just like. Student loans, I guess, there was never any, like, pre-propaganda to get in there. Socialism, I mean, they've been working on that for how many decades? So, uh, yeah, so. Over 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you got to keep in mind, it's like, nobody's, at, like, on the side of, like, yeah, taking out a lot of debt is cool. There's just a few people that are like, yeah. if you take on debt, it's your fault. Yeah, um, well, that's, like, my dad, like I said, has been on, on board with, like, single-payer health care for a oh, longer than i have for for a long time um kind of surprisingly to me if you know him but um he's just like moderate republican not like crazy or anything like that like i said he wasn't he didn't vote for trump or anything but he he didn't vote for anything (laughs) that's true (laughs) but um so his his thing is he's against socialism like obviously it was beat into his head for his entire life so it's not surprising um he kind of said, uh, who are you? I, I talked to him after like the first democratic debate and he was like, who do you like? And I was like, Bernie and Warren, like, and that's really it. And he's like, Oh no, you're a socialist. Yeah. Like kind of despairing, but he's, so he's not on board. I don't think with the, with the loan forgiveness because he is all about personal responsibility. Yeah. So he's all about, you did this, you got to follow through on it. So you got to pay back your loans um, and that's why he's against socialism as well, because he's just like, you gotta, it disincentivizes people to work. See, and this is why I completely disagree. And I, I now I'm going to unload my most ridiculous take that I came up with just today that has nothing to do with any of what this episode was supposed to be about. <laughs> but I'm going to make a claim. Socialism will succeed because cancel culture exists. So what, people get canceled for like being welfare queens? Yeah, basically, like, people just get canceled for being shitty in our new socialistic society, so they will lose their ways of making money. Like, that's the thing that is kind of funny to me, though, is that I'm saying something completely ridiculous. I'm stopping myself in the tracks. You know, usually when I do a bit, I go far. I'm stopping right now because I really want to drive this point home that I just presented this absolutely ridiculous thing, but this is what my uncle was talking about was, I work twice as hard, but that person gets paid the same. Like, we're talking about the most extreme version of it. Put in the context of today's society. Okay, 
you're working twice as hard, but that person's getting paid the same. But then that guy, you know, he gets caught, you know, cheating on his wife. Okay, well, we're going to fucking, we're socialists. We're, we all have AK-47s, right? We're just going to shoot that guy, right? Like, that that's going to work out. So that's more money for the rest of us to redistribute, right? Like, he should be happy about that because all he cared about before was taxes and his money, right? So why wouldn't he be happy about socialism? We get to redistribute the wealth by punishing those who are the shittiest among us. And it will, and as he was very concerned, he's very concerned about um, Christianity being taken out of our country. Um, so as a good Christian as he is, of course he's following every law and, you know, never, you know, committing a sin. So he will only keep getting more and more money as all these heathens are killed. Like, this is perfect. Now I know a lot of communists say, you know, no religion. religion is the opiate of the masses. But the real honest answer is the friends are opiates of the masses i'm pretty sure right now the opiate of the masses is opiates yeah i know that's probably the real answer but the real opiate masses are friends friends hold you back man like you know you know how ripped i would be if i wasn't doing this podcast with you what else would i be doing i'd be in the gym shooting up you know like roids and baskets um just like jimmy butler that year that he just decided he wasn't gonna have any form of media at all which is just insane um did you hear this story, Bobby, actually? No. <laughs> I, want, I do want to interject with this story, too. One year, um, Jimmy Butler gave up his cell phone, except for a burner that could just text. He gave up all of his TV package, all of his Wi-Fi, all of his internet. Like, he had no connection to the outside world, except for this burner phone to just, like, get text from, like, coach or whatever. And he had an assistant that could, you know, access stuff to keep track for him. Just so that he could get so much better at basketball, because he would get home and he'd be bored and be like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? All right, back to the gym. Like, he was just like, I have nothing else to do. Because that's how insane Jimmy Butler is. He is insane. He so also, Jimmy Butler should lead this socialistic revolution, first of all. He also took the rearview mirrors off of his truck. <laughs> he doesn't look back. he never man. looks back. Which, you know, fair enough. I think this guy needs to lead our socialistic revolution. I, uh, wanna, I think uh, one of the funniest things about that, uh, I work twice as hard as him, but we get paid the same yeah. amount, is like, you know... 85% of people probably think that they yeah. work super hard oh. and like uh, they're gonna like how are they gonna find out that they actually are like in the bottom 50% even yeah like, like we're kind of hard let, like, let's talk about all those like 100, straw man statistics like, 90% of people are gonna self-report that they work hard yeah 90% <laughs> like isn't it 90% of people think they're better than the average driver which is impossible because the average driver 50% of people have to be worse and 50% yeah, have to be it's, better it's so, exactly like that yeah and it's also but that's like another thing when I talk they're, about they're, they're not worried about like someone working marginally less hard they're worried about like the person that they see like taking advantage of welfare yeah and like those stories are driven into their heads specifically to make them feel like that yeah and it's not like nearly as common as they would like to believe and i also want to talk about like the working hard thing is a are we putting a dollar amount on struggle are we putting a dollar amount on human work effort i i have to imagine at a certain point everybody just hits a fucking critical mass of you're working as fucking hard as you can and everything is as stressful as it can be that maybe some guys don't need $13 billion. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, maybe, that, maybe that guy could have $1 billion. He, like, we could take 12 away from He could have a whole billion. We talked about this a little bit. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's, again, it's just like, when I talk about my uncle and he's like, this socialistic revolution, I'm going to work so hard. The whole point is that you're not going to be the one affected. You're going to be the one lifted. And somebody told you along the way that you were some kind of elite class that was going to get fucked over by socialism. Like, no, 
We're targeting one percent of people, and let me tell you, me and you are uncle, more. Me and you are more likely to suffer yeah, a little bit under it. I know, and we're just like, let's just do it because it's for the greater good. And my uncle's like, "You're not gonna raise my taxes." I was like, "Who the fuck's talking about taxes? Other than for the one percent that make a billion dollars? If you make a billion dollars, you complain about anything. You're kind of an asshole anyway." And let's talk about trickle down economics for a second. You can't trickle down a fucking private jet. We'll see. We'll try it. I mean, we're going to try. The world you wouldn't has, download a private jet, would the, you, Bobby? The timeline's not over yet. I know. But, like, and that was, like, another dumb thing. It's like, if you believe in trickle-down down economics, take all of your savings right now, go to a water fountain, throw it at the top, see what happens. That's as good as trickle-down um, economics to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, his... I don't know what class he is um, or what tax bracket he'd fall into, but with Medicare for All, it's... Uh, Taxes would probably go up a little bit. I think they'll go up for everyone, but I mean that's supposed to just be outweighed by no copays, no deductibles, um, no hassle of having to like get fucking signed up for it. Yeah, and you possibly just walk into a possibly screwing and... something up and yeah. not having the coverage or having just that one day where you had a really bad and... stomachache and you had thought you had the best insurance ever because you worked for one of the biggest banks in the world and you go to an ER you don't even take the fucking you know ambulance and they still charge you three thousand dollars for four hours of finding out jack shit that happened to yeah. me and uh the the other thing that you're saving on is deductibles so exactly like it it's gonna be structured so that that is like meant to even out in the long run if not even you come out better just i mean anything like yeah. whatever catastrophic thing happens to you you just get it fixed like think about and i i guess that's what maybe the old people are really mad about it's like well who you know paid for my massive heart attack when i was 50 and now i'm 90 and i have all these issues it's like so you just nobody else you care about their massive heart attacks all right thanks bye yeah. die Go die, please. Thank you. Yeah. I don't I don't need, like, and people call me an asshole because I say, go die. That person was literally like, they, oh, heart attacks? Yeah, you pay $50,000, asshole. Like, come on. Like, what the fuck? Like, well, why do you have sympathy for that guy but not me? Like, I'm the one who's like, Jesus Christ, if I have a heart attack, I hope I can afford it and not just lay on the floor and die. Like, Steph Driver who was one of our friends who, it was ingrained in her to not go to the doctor. And Bernie asked today on Twitter... Have any of you ever delayed going to the doctor because you didn't have, like, any kind of insurance? Bobby, have you ever delayed going to the doctor for anything because you didn't have the right insurance? I think I talked about it on the last episode. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we got very political. Sorry, but that was, you know, what I was trying to underpin at my family Thanksgiving. I mean, we, we can't talk about getting into arguments with people at <laughs> holidays without yeah. getting into Without only what... giving my side and why it's right. Yeah, I, I mean, if we're, if we're gonna talk about it, we can't just be like, "I got into an argument," without like talking yeah. about what it was about. But uh, yeah, just... and it, it makes a lot of sense though that like I kept trying to tell him I was like, "Look, if we're gonna have conversations," uh, at one point I was saying, "I'm not even gonna say anything back to you. If we're gonna have a conversation, come back to me with statistics and facts, man. I do not give a shit what you think will happen." I told him that. I said, "Stop talking. Start telling me the facts." And you haven't done a single one of those since I've sat here with you for an hour. And doesn't that strike you as kind of a problem? You said, single payer will fail. Fact. And you didn't give me any reason why. Yeah. You just said it was fact and you just hoped that I would never push back on you. And I pushed back and I had him on back heel to the point 
that I won sole custody of his son. So I'd like to introduce everybody in Neurotica to my son. No, I'm kidding. No, it was just kind of a cool moment, though, where I was like, look, maybe my voice does make sense. Because even some of the stuff I was saying, some of it, he was like, hey, yeah, I got you on that. And then some of the stuff he was like, man, I don't see it. But then another generation was like, hey, man, I'm already there with you. And then our generation said, hey, what is that? I'm kind of curious. And maybe he won't pick socialism in the end. Maybe he will become a maggot chud and I'll have to beat the shit out of him. Which is funny for me to say, because if anybody knows me, and considering the fact that he's gone to a bunch of military shit, he will absolutely beat the shit out of me. He's a little taller than me, and he's like in high school, so that's not good. I think he's going to get taller. He's going to beat the shit out of me a lot. I should probably stop talking shit on him immediately. But I also want sole custody of him, so I'm his father, so he needs to respect me. That's that's all true. Yes. Anyway, let's get back to holidays. Um, I'm not getting anything for my son to teach him um, you know, how to be strong in the world. Uh, Bobby... How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? Uh, it was good. We um, did your turkey stay intact? It did. Delicious turkey. So, because uh, my girlfriend is uh, of the tribe of chosen people, um, tribe called Quest. Got it. Yes, my, because my girlfriend is Q-tip. Um, <laughs> she will always be doing Christmas with my family because her family doesn't do it, which means that from now on, I am always doing Thanksgiving with her family. So uh, we went up to Connecticut where her uh, paternal grandmother was born and uh, where she still has a lot of family. Uh, The tradition is to go out on Wednesday night uh, to a Chinese restaurant and then, you know, traditional um, Thanksgiving dinner and apps and drinks and stuff Thursday and then go to a little brunch on Friday um, with, you know, bagels, cream cheese, lox, the the works. Bagels? Yeah, bagels. The Got stuff, it. Yep. That just move the on. stuff that a tribe called Quest likes to eat. Yeah, yeah. Q-Tip um, loves his bagels. So who you are dating on, on it, it's it's about a five hour drive uh, on the way up from uh, Bucks County to Connecticut. And while we were driving up, I asked her father, uh, you know, what's the rundown on everyone that I'm about to meet? <laughs> like. Tell me about them. Like, give, give me the scan give, report. Give, yeah, give me an idea. Like, give me, give me a dossier on what I need to know about everyone. And it was very intimidating because they're all very overeducated and like went to Harvard and like private schools and Yale and like, so all that Marquee shit one, you were talking like last week's episode that we put out. You were just living it, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but they were like, oh, one guy like works, like one couple, like someone worked in the. Obama White House and someone else works for um, ADL and so the other family lives in Brooklyn. and Okay, but without giving away your current employer, it's not like your current employer is like something that people would bat their eyes no, at No, but, but they, you know, they all just went to like nicer colleges. Yeah, and, they're Ivy League. Yeah. Uh, Ivy League are like Ivy League-ish. Yeah, they're, you know, the best of the best, qualify for the best programs. Yeah. I gotcha. Exactly. And they're all... Uh, libs. So her wow. her bubby was like, I don't understand why young people like Bernie, and I was just like, because he's like moved the Overton window to the left completely for the entire country, and because he's been fighting for this stuff since for decades before it was cool. Yeah, and he's the only one that's like not willing to compromise and stuff like that. And her one, uh, I guess I'll call her her aunt was like, uh. You know, Bernie, I'm really concerned about Bernie and guns. And I'm just like, 
I, I got into my whole rant about, you know, the foundational myths of America. Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing with my uncle, too. He's like, guns. I was like, I was like, dude, do you have a gun? He goes, yeah. I'm like, why are you worried about losing it? And if he even said, like, something, I'd be like, well, sounds like you fucked up. That's your problem. Like, you know, like, you know, no one, that's another thing. It's like always like, oh, Obama's going to come take my guns. And it's like one of the funniest videos I ever seen online was, um, it was just this, like, <laughs> she might as well have been gun girl, but it wasn't gun girl. It was just a just generic white blonde girl. And the video caption was, uh, Obama wants to take her guns. She shuts him down in seconds. Obama's not in the video at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obama's not related just, to anything that has to do with the video. She just shut down her like straw man concept of Obama. Yeah, like she just said some shit that some people also agreed with that was wrong. Yeah. Um, and then somebody shared it on Facebook and I had to see it, which just ruined my day and had no impact on Obama at all. Right. Well, well, the basically my short version of my gun thing is that America, like, the foundational myth of America is that it was fighting back against tyranny and it was like a people's revolution and there was armed militias, no like big official, big government military. And I think that runs through the next 250 to 300 years of America. And so everyone's just like, no, like guns are like very important to American culture in a way that I don't think, um, legislation can really make a dent in yeah and, and I, so I, like i don't I, I feel like being like anti-gun is can make like a little bit of a difference but i just don't think it's really gonna well change. i think what people need to understand about anti-gun is that my uncle was doing the same stuff and i was like dude and this is this was like something i had a like real argument with my brother when we had our falling out he was like he was like yeah they're gonna come and take all the guns but you know what's going to happen. You know how drugs work. When people want something, they fucking go get it. And I'm like, it's already illegal for them to get the guns, man. Like, we're not regulating this shit at all. And he goes, well, yeah, well, what are you going to do next? You're going to take away cars? How many people die your cars? I'm like, we regulate cars. How many people are dying before we regulated that shit? Yeah. Less people are dying. <laughs> like, the rate of people dying from car accidents is going up, but not per capita. The amount of, like, gun kills per capita is, like, insanely just, like, sh- like skyrocketed, like, from, like, one decade to the other. And then it's stabilized, I think, over the past couple of years. Like, it hasn't been, like, Overall, overly, like, increasing, but it's still just weirdly high compared to what we would want in a normal society. Yeah. So, overall, like, overall, violent crime rate has been... Maybe a, I was looking at like, a downswing for the last yeah. twenty five years. And I think I was looking like at like shooting murder deaths. It's been just kind of like very like either consistent with a few dips. But at the end of the day, like I don't really care about I care about statistics. I, I made that very clear, but like I don't care about talking about how many deaths there were or anything like that. It's like I just wanna have these conversations of like we wanna say, hey, if you want a gun, you have to just common sense do this thing and then people say people will find ways to get guns and i'm like those people are criminals why are you taking the criminal side like what the fuck like like people will find (laughs) ways to get guns because they already do yeah like like, just be like the fact that it'll make it harder will just like yeah like help the statistics like at the margins here if someone if someone is one five percent less likely to get it because it's more difficult to get it well i think there's another thing that people aren't considering Let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about 
the school shooter for a second, which is a very scary thing to talk about. The school shooter that has access to an AK-47 versus a pistol, it's really upsetting when you have to talk about human casualties as limiting lives lost. But just the fact that if we could take automatic rifles off the streets and that school shooter is planning, you know, he's 16, 17, he doesn't have the same fucking connections in the world to get an AK-47. And if he does, it's probably a terroristic organization that is a white supremacist organization that our own government is ignoring. So there you go. (laughs) Almost definitely. Yep. So Um, there's all the problems. Yeah. But, Happy holidays, everybody. But, but in general, my holiday was like less contentious because Fair enough. we're general not we're not really on the same side, but it's it's not as far away. You're being, not arguing like being a lib is not being a Republican as or a conservative when it comes to like arguing about left more left policies. For sure. Yeah. Um so, but, you know, we it, it was actually okay. Like we made it clear why we like Bernie and why we don't like other people. And they were mostly out on Biden. I think some of them liked uh, Mayor Pete, but you know, they probably had classes. He'll, he'll, they've had his, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he'll have his moment in the sun and then he'll go away. Cause he's a little nothing. of. He's been showing his ass a lot. Warren was doing it for a bit, but lately he's been saying some really shitty stuff. Like, wasn't there one that was like, they explained to him, like, what this one thing was that he was backing that was going to, like, fund the, the, like, suspension camps for or detention camps of, like, at the, the immigration camps that, like, have been... He's like, you know that bill helps fund those? And he goes, yeah. And it, it was like, that was, like, just it. Like, he was just like, yeah, okay. And he, hmm. he still supported it. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that needs to be, like, number one thing that you're like, nah, I'm not cool with this. What is that thing called? It's, like, the certain, like... Ah, it's something. It's a certain bill with a very specific name. I bet if you heard it, you would know it too, right off the fucking bat. I'm not sure. the The main thing that I remember from him recently is or the statute uh, or something. He had it was called the Douglas bill or something like it's that. Probably named that after one. Fred. No, well, this was named after Frederick Douglass, uh, and it was the uh, Kamala Harris Pell Grant inner city entrepreneur thing. Yeah, oh, that it was, was just exactly the same thing. Oh my god, I hated that plan. We talked about that on the show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world to have it. It just needs to be on top of a bunch of other things. Yeah, it's like you can't just tell people... Or like, actually, you don't need it at all if you just forgive everyone's student loans. Yeah, you don't... You can't force people to, like, open small businesses because if you fail small businesses, you know what ends up happening? And I'm taking on a lot of debt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was... care how many grants you give. You take a lot of debts to keep a fucking place afloat. Right. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving, it was fine. Um, well, looking ahead, really, though. It, she, is does have a uh, younger cousin who I, uh, overheard talking to her mom's boyfriend about, like, the concepts of privilege and, like, being a white woman and growing up with money and stuff like that. And I was just I did, like, hell yeah. I, like, gave her a, a little fist bump. I, was, like, I did get yeah, my uncle, comrade. oh, like, a moment where I was like, you have to admit, white male in America, we won that lottery. And he was, like, hesitant at first. I was like, you gotta admit, white male in America won that lottery. And he goes, well, you're right, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because, like, I'm, I won't ever forget it. I won't ever forget that all the shit that I've been through, I still had that one leg up. Because if it was me going through all the shit I went through at a different shade of color, I'd probably be dead by now. 
Good chance. Because somebody else would have just shot me. I also called Isabel's 15-year-old cousin a fuckboy. Well, what, were they being a fuckboy? I was, uh, he like, he like dresses and acts like an e-boy, like a TikTok teen. Oh, God. He's absolutely a fuckboy. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> she like keeps telling it. Like, fuck them kids. She always tells the story like, Bobby called my 15-year-old cousin a fuckboy. And I'm just like, he was is. Was he a, being a fuckboy? I was like, he is a fuck. He was like, he says I used to be a fuckboy. I was like, you're 15 years old. Like, if you were ever a fuckboy, you're still a fuckboy. Yeah. It's like before it was like really problematic. I would always be like, I wasn't even bullying him. I'm, I was just like telling him like, "You're a fuckboy. You got, you know that, right?" <laughs> yeah, I always made this joke that I completely understand is super problematic now, so I don't make it. But like, it, it made me laugh a lot when I was younger. That it was just be like, so like somebody be like, "Yeah, my sister." I'm like, "Oh, how old's your?" Or it's like, "Is your sister hot?" And they'd be like, "My sister's like 12, man." I was like, "It's not what I asked." Uh, <laughs> just that's like, a classic yeah people do that all the time it's not like i came up with it like it's just no. a classic joke but We've it's really fucked up like really horrible joke anyway christmas let's talk about <laughs> santa um don't want him coming this year I, I have a christmas tree i'm not open it i'm dreading even the idea of putting it up you want to watch the documentaries later no <laughs> i don't i don't want to get into that again <laughs> What episode was that, man? That was the Christmas special last year. Yeah, the Christmas special last year was just bizarre shit, man. That was... You weren't even a host at the time. No. You were just... You were like a recurring guest. And that was like your second or third time on. I was just like, man, I don't know if I can keep up with this bit because it's really weird. And that was another thing I was like joking with somebody. I was like, yeah, like me and Bobby always have this thing where like he tries to do a bit. And then he gets really mad at me because I never go along with it. But sometimes his bits are just so fucking far out there. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you really want me to say back? Well, you kind of went along with the Santa. Well, you were yeah, you just had to be I incredulous. Tried. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like a little incredulous there, but I, I kept yes anding you there a yeah. little bit. That was like by design. But like some of the bits that you try to come up with, I'm just like, where the fuck did you pull that from? How could I react in real time to the words you just said together? You gotta just go for it, dude. Yes, and. I know that improv is the ultimate re- just responding to what you heard, but your brain sometimes, like, I know I'm the mental health guy, but Jesus Christ, Bobby, what's going on in there? I'm a genius and an icon. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, so, so Christmas is stressful as shit. Yeah, are you seeing? <coughs> shit. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm not cutting that out, piece of shit. Don't you ever cough on my mic again. <laughs> Are you going to um, be seeing like the same family around Christmas? Yeah, most likely, but I'm worried that it will be more of them. Um, so I don't know what my plan is. So obviously Christmas Day, uh, I'm going to see the Sixers play the Bucks. But, you know, Christmas Day for me used to be for like the last couple of years is usually like even though my dad um, and I are still close, like. I'll go to my aunt and uncle's because they host a party beforehand, and I'll stay at their place, and I'll leave by the morning and come back to Philly. So, like, I'm usually back in Philly by, like, noon or one, and people are like, isn't it depressing that you spend, like, Christmas alone? I'm like, don't you realize I'm a gamer, bro? I gotta get it (laughs) up, geez. So, like, um, no, but, like, I, I don't really fucking care. So, like, even for me, it's, like, seeing them on Christmas Eve, but I'll probably spend the night, and it's, like, my cool cousins I like. So Christmas itself, I'm a little bit worried about that night, Christmas Eve, but I, I think just because it's nighttime and like everybody's drinking and I can smoke and like try to avoid some things, it's just some of my cousins are just really off the fucking rails right now and I really don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I really don't, I don't have capacity for another person to ask me to help them invest either. Like if you have $500 to invest, here's an idea, go buy some scratch off tickets. I've got probably as good <laughs> advice as that. Um... You know, I just, that's why I, I get stressed at the holidays, but I also get stressed at the holidays because, like, 
I always play that game of like, do I owe somebody a gift? Like, did that person have enough impact this year on my life that like I kind of owe them something, you know, like, or they did something for me recently or got me something like always that proximity to, and like, I just get stressed out because it's a lot of like, I spend time alone so I don't get in the Christmas spirit while at the same time I have to do all the Christmas shit, you know, like, yeah, it's like time doesn't move in parallel for me during the holidays. Like for me, it's October, November, and December at the same time. And also I need to get all my gifts tomorrow or I have plenty of time and I have no clue in between. Like it's just, that's how my life feels right now. And I'm like very stressed out because I'm really busy, like, you know, going to holiday parties and other stuff. It's like, when, when do I get time to actually do these things? Because I'm also smoking weed just to relax and I need to relax because I will explode. Yeah. The, the older I get, the, the more it seems like I have to like force myself to get into the Christmas spirit. Well, it's like, I think I'm, I'm not even excited to decorate, but I want to decorate just to force myself. You know? Yeah. When when I lived with my parents, my mom always decorates everything, like the living room and uh, the dining room, and there's lights outside, so I always come home to all that, and it and she's always watching Hallmark Christmas movies or whatever, and so that just like by osmosis, I start to get into it more. But like having moved out now. And we don't really decorate that much. We have a like a little mini tree. Um, Isabel will be watching like a movie sometimes, but she's just as likely to be watching Ninety Day Fiance or whatever. So like, I feel like I have to really will myself into the spirit, which I never thought would be the case because I have always loved Christmas so much. Yeah, I've loved Christmas too, which is weird for me because like I don't like Christmas music. Christmas lights are one of my favorite things of all time. Hmm. And I struggle with even the idea of putting up Christmas lights because I'm like, well, am I just doing it because I'm like, I have to do it? Or do I really like want these? But like, I do remember like feeling very special about like sitting home alone and the Christmas tree being lit. Like not even the presents under it. It wasn't about the presents. It was just like, Sitting the glow of the Christmas tree being lit just brought me some kind of calmness and joy. And I guess it just feels a little bit faker now because, you know, it's like we don't have fully fledged families and stuff like that. I mean, obviously some of us in our 20s especially have, you know, girlfriends, fiancés and whatever. And I have friends. I've had Christmases where I've spent with, you know, significant others and still like still a stressful time because like. You know, I'm never going to feel secure enough that I can take care of my people the way that I want to take care of them. Well, at the same time, I'm just always running around. And I know it's, it's stressful as you get older. You're When you become an adult, the holidays are, you know, you're, especially you're, you know, you have kids, yeah. you're the parent. Like, it's not going to get it's any not easier. All, it's not all receiving. Yeah, we understand, like, we're complaining about it in our 20s, but we also understand, like, you know, if we have kids in our 30s, it's going to be exponentially, you know, harder. Like, we're still in the funds side where we can still every once in a while go to like tinsel and have fun or have an ugly christmas party and like even our friend you know like his parents host one and then they're really cool about it too but like some people just when they become like parents don't have the capacity for that i feel like that's the kind of parent i'll be where i'm like i'm not throwing no fucking parties these kids suck like i gotta hang on them all day like why the fuck do i have to throw a party yeah i don't i don't know it's gonna be interesting to say with me but I'm not that worried about, like, arguing, like, with 
It's going to be with my family, obviously, because uh, my girlfriend's family doesn't celebrate it. And there's people, there's no one who is like as far left as I am uh, in our family. Um, but, you know, I've come from the libertarian mindset that yeah. so, some of my other cousins have. Um, I've come, I'm familiar with like some of the people that are more conservative, like, I can generally avoid arguing with them or like keep it short. So I don't, it's not, I don't dread it. Like, you know, th- there's always tweets or like stories like about how to argue with your family about <laughs> Trump. Yeah. And it's just like, don't. just fucking don't. Like you really don't, yeah. you really don't have to. Yeah, you're not, I... you're not going to change anyone's mind. Most likely. Like, especially if your family is smart, like my family is. Yeah. Like, they're going to be smart enough to just, talk themselves into whatever they want to believe. Yeah. So you're wasting everyone's time if you argue about it. Yeah, and the only point I made to my dad when we had an argument about me potentially showing up and I was saying I'm I'm having problems with some of the people in the family and I even used a, a like story from my grandmother actually being like particularly racist that I tell openly, I probably told in the podcast, but she basically just in the end said all black people are typical, which I found very offensive and upsetting. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And my dad took that to mean I'm not going to Christmas because of my grandmother. What I was also referring to was my cousin who online, like, was posting, like, the, you know, southern flag, like, it was the coolest thing ever, and then arguing with people with just dumbass com From and, Delaware, bro. <laughs> yeah, and he also at one point um, claimed that um, I'm not racist, my daughter is black. Not his biological daughter, either. So does not give him a pass to do or say anything. It I, wouldn't so, anyway. So being I hope racist, he doesn't think he has an N-word pass. I don't know if he does or not. Being racist isn't like hating every single black person. It's thinking yeah. that like black people in general are inferior and that like... You know what? The fact that there's one or two good ones doesn't you, change You know that. what? I'm going to also challenge you here, Bobby. He could also be racist against... A multitude of oh, races. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So but, if she's but you, black. It's like yeah, I know. I said back to him though. I was like, I don't even care if that like would prove that you're not racist against black people. It's disgusting that you would even use your daughter in that way. So I don't want to see him. Yeah. Because I want to <laughs> hit that dude. That sounds bad. And as you guys can probably hear on the podcast, I want to punch a lot of people. Also, not confident in my punching ability. <laughs> so. There's a clear conflict of interest in what Cody's desires are and what Cody's outcomes probably will be. Yeah. So that's why I'm a little stressed out. I don't think Christmas will be that bad, but I still do feel that crunch of like, it's December 5th, but it feels like December 23rd. Like I was responding to someone's text. I think I threw my phone on the bed and didn't like even respond to the text because we started recording or whatever. And they were like, I was going to invite them to something on the 21st. And I was like, they're not even from this area. Will they be here? Should I even invite them? I was like getting anxiety about inviting somebody to a Sixers game. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Well, just, just put it out there. If they said they're gone, like, okay, cool. We'll find another one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so I have a wedding this Saturday, December 7th. And then we have the party. And then I'm DJing. And then I have Adobe nights because Adobe's coming back. Yeah. I have Adobe Sunday and Adobe uh, Saturday right. night, which so, I know it doesn't sound like okay, but like I gotta go to these yeah. Adobe things. They mean a lot to me, but it's exactly. not time I have to do my other stuff. Yeah, but so wedding, wedding this weekend, uh, next weekend party, and then DJing. Which thank God I'll have a little bit extra money um, 
to buy people gifts because um, I would probably be in trouble if I didn't. Fair uh, enough. And then the next weekend, we're going to Rochester for another wedding. And then when we get back, it'll be like three days and then Christmas. Great. Like, I have so much shit to do. Now. So much shit to do. I don't, I'm realizing as I say this, I don't know when I'm going to go shopping. Yeah. I'm also very confused, too, because I'm also, like... I also don't really want to buy anything from Amazon, which makes it difficult. Yeah. I'm also buying too much from Amazon because I'm just a piece of shit, and I don't even, like, even though I have a lot of great value, I'm gonna, Amazon is I'm going to end up doing it. I'm, yeah, I'm well, going to end up having to do it. <laughs> I just do it because it's convenient, and I'm a piece of shit. I'll just admit it. Like, I can't stop. It's my one bad thing, I guess, but I'm not happy about it. Yes, uh, that's your one bad thing. I mean, I have ter- a lot of terrible <laughs> things, but they're more personality flaws that I don't think, like, I mean, so what if I'm pouring, like, my oil into, like, beaver's nests? I don't really care. Like, beavers aren't dams or whatever. Anyway, uh point I wanted to make, though, is... Beavers aren't dams, you're right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Shut the fuck up, Bobby. Anyway, um, no, I, like, I, I think it is, though, it's just, like, everything just keeps crunching my mind. And there is just, like, I'm trying to plan things with people to the point, though, that I can't remember what things are with what people, even. I'm like, it's your even party, and I'm like, I know I have something on the 13th. I know Bobby's going to be there. I have no other clue <laughs> what the hell is going on. Like, yeah. that's... And then the 14th, it's like, I'm pretty sure that we're going to Adobe. And then somewhere past there, there's probably other obligations in me. Oh, also, my office holiday party is on the 12th. So, oh, the 12th through 14th. I, oh, great. So that's just three days in a row I'm supposed to drink. Not supposed to drink on my pills. Cool. Right. <laughs> great. Awesome. Sounds like that I'm going to be having a great Sunday <laughs> when the Eagles don't play. Or oh, wait, they will be playing that Sunday, right? Because then they'll be losing the Redskins probably. Awesome. Fucking, I'm having a great time already. We're not even there yet. Yeah. Merry Christmas. So Happy holidays. You're lucky that you're not in a relationship right now. Shut the fuck up. Being in a relationship <laughs> in the holidays, there's so much shit that you have to do. Nobody's buying me shit. I'm convinced even <laughs> in our secret Santa, nobody got me. It's, I don't even know why. That'd be depressing. <laughs> yeah, it would, but I don't know. Anyway, all right, I think we've, we've beaten to death the fact that we don't shop well and can't handle the idea of a calendar. Yes. Um, which is pathetic. We're very stressed. Yeah. So we pivoted to talking about politics. Yeah. We just, we were just as like, a fight or flight mechanism. Yeah, we were like, nope, can't even talk about buying presents for our people we love. We need to talk about politics instead. Uh, Bobby, let's just jump into plugs. Do you got anything in particular you want to plug right now? Uh, nope. Great. Anyway, um, I will plug my Twitch, but I will say I think I'm going to be a little bit um, choppy. I'm going to try to get into it more um, as I start to have days off for the holidays. But again, holiday stressful, got a lot to do. So could be choppy to the end of the year, but going to start playing a lot of Halo Reach and the new Call of Duty game and mixing some fun things. But um, also updated all my templates and formats so it looks nicer, which is just a aesthetically cool thing. Yeah, we love and it. And have a stream deck from our good friend Chris Jones, who has his own podcast now with Justin Clue. Are we allowed to announce that? We are allowed to announce that, because last time you announced it before they recorded the first episode, they put out the teaser, I think, or okay, at least cool. we got the teaser, but people are at least aware of it. And by the time this comes out, I'm hoping they said something, because <laughs> I've already said it. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the thing's called, so that's... Not a good plug. 
Alright. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's all we have to plug. Yeah. Got anything else you want to say for the holidays? Um, uh, you're allowed to say Merry Christmas again. We're hearing it more and more. Great. Bobby's a monster. He <laughs> proved it at himself this time. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>